Hello and welcome to another episode of the. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the microphone off the table. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Very Professional Car Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Auto Chat Podcast. I'm Alistair Charlton, an automotive and technology journalist, and I'm joined as ever by my friend and fellow car enthusiast, George Turner, who just dropped his microphone. Hi, George. <laughs> Yeah, I'm back. Good good afternoon for once. We're, good afternoon. We're on the day slot. We are, yes. We're um, we're not quite on drive time yet, but yeah, it's half past two in the afternoon. So, welcome. feel like I've got a much clearer head than usual. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've true. Got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got Ribena. <laughs> I've got a glass of water. It's exciting stuff. I don't know, making the most of... I've actually got annual leave today and I'm doing not a lot. That's all right, isn't it? You're Burn off on holiday leave. soon, so you, you, you do right to do nothing. Yeah, got a pretty action-packed month coming up, hopefully. So, provided I don't get COVID. Yeah, try not to. <laughs> be, be a good one. <laughs> that that would ruin things. Uh, yeah, working all over December. Mm. How about you? What's, what's happening? You you still busy? Uh, yeah, yeah, still pretty busy. Just sort of carved out an hour or so in my Friday afternoon to do this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, busy doing all sorts of stuff. Um, getting out and about again because I, I was. Uh, I was, I was locked inside last time we spoke with COVID, um, and then I had my my isolation to serve. Um, so, yeah, I was allowed out last th- last Thursday, I think it was, and uh, yeah, back into the outside world, which has been nice. Did you have any sort of negative effects from COVID this time? Did you feel unwell? Or? No, not really. I had a slight cough, um, but that was it. I mean, if I'd not taken a test, I wouldn't have suspected that to be COVID. Um, so, yeah, no, nothing, nothing at all, really. Didn't infect anyone either. Did you lose your sense of smell again? No, no. No, I lost senses of taste and smell first time around um, for about 10 days. But no, this time, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it doesn't seem like I infected anyone either because I had to do a quick calling round to a couple of events I'd been to. (laughs) Call the PRs and say, whoops, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Um, That event there was 500 of us at. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know that car I shared with someone for three hours? Mm. Um, And that friend I helped move house. But no, no one at all uh, has has been affected. So there we go. Have you been up so much this last uh, week or I... so? Or well, no. I mean, I've just I've been at work. Yeah. <laughs> in, been in, well, finished in Bristol, but I've been working in Bristol, and so all I've been doing is either driving to or from Bristol or at work at Bristol. Mm. So the Volvo served it served uh, it well then served you well. Yeah, I think I did nearly five thousand miles in it in the end. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. Right. Like it? It was a lot of driving. I did like that car. I will, you know, it was a, you know, the two litre petrol went quite well. Yeah. Was it a bit forgettable? Comfortable to sit in and cru- cruise in. Yeah, I didn't like that it had a really heavy clutch. Mm. So it was great until he got stuck in traffic, mm. which was pretty much every time I went anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. Got a bit of time off now. Lovely. Back to a normal job. Yeah, and you've, you're still hammering out the events. Now you're back on the scene. Uh, well, sort of. Um, I, a couple of events that I couldn't talk about until now that I did just before I got locked inside. Um, so, yeah, they, they've sort of come out now, which is good. And that's the... Uh, well, there's the, the Range Rover... Uh, the, the new Range Rover. That's all, they call, all it's called. Um, first time in a decade they've done a full sort of revamp of that. So I saw that car a few weeks ago. And I drove the Rolls-Royce Ghost Black Badge a couple of weeks ago as well. So I managed to get those in just before I had to stay at home. Explain to me what a, what Black Badge means. <laughs> black Badge. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a trim level, basically. And that's a bit mead of me to say, because 
Rolls Royce make a very big deal of it, but it is a trim level, and it's basically everything that would normally be chrome on the outside is black, um, and they're a little bit more sporty as well. I don't remember exactly how Black Badge affects the other models because you can get Black Badge on uh, Wraith, Dawn, and Cullinan. Um, and now it's on Ghost. And with Ghost, it means a little bit more power, a little bit more torque, not a great deal more, like 29 more PS horsepower, and I think 50 more newton meters of torque, taking it to 900, I think, and 600 PS. Um, and the exhaust sounds a little bit louder. It's got a bit of a, sort of bit of a burble to it. Um, and they have low mode in the Black Badge cars, which is, it's a sport button, but it's called low instead. I'm not sure why it's called that but press that and then you get quicker gear shifts when you're accelerating hard um, and louder exhaust. Uh, and they, they did a demonstration where uh, we were driving these cars up and down a runway uh, in Oxfordshire one night, as you do. And uh, they had us weaving around the, so the, the, the dotted line down the, the center of the runway at various speeds. And at low speed, um, it sort of moves in the way you'd expect it to. And then at high speed, you can feel the car sort of stiffen up a bit and it's just a demonstration that if you drive in a more sort of sporty manner, then the car recognises that and then adjusts accordingly, rather than you entering some kind of different driving mode. So, yeah, that's what Black Badge is. There are 44,000 colour options for the Black Badge Ghost, and uh, the most popular is black, so, <laughs> which I found quite amusing. That uh, Yeah, everyone's sticking to the dark colours. Which is sort of the point of the car. Yeah. So I'm just I'm looking at no, it's more Premier League football than Lord Sugar. <laughs> yeah, it is. Or, yeah. Or rapper. Yeah, yeah. That, I think Rolls Royce is really embracing that. You said rapper at the end. You're not far off. Even the press release that they sent out to announce the Ghost Black Badge, it said um, something like, you know, our our customers wear trainers, not suits, and they're into Bitcoin, not banking. Um, they're really sort of leaning into this idea that their customers are quite different now and younger their average age of a rolls royce buyer is i think like 41 or 42 and 27 percent of sales are black badge cars so it's quite a proportion of sales are, are this sort of real alternative uh sort of more modern uh aesthetic so yeah that's my sales pitch and i presume it's superbly luxurious inside yeah, they're all pretty much the same Rolls Royces, to be honest. Um, you get more space in the Phantom, but it is the same. Uh, and you you saw that Cullinan I had a few weeks ago. It's all very much like that inside. Uh, and yeah, you've got all the usual stuff. You've got the the the, the starlight headlining with the shooting stars. You've got um, the the umbrellas in the doors. Blah blah blah. The the reclining seats, the soft, uh, thick uh, foot mats and carpets. Uh, the champagne fridge in the back. Uh, yeah, it's all there. It's, it's all exactly as other Rolls Royces are. Well, the PR trusted you with the umbrellas this time. <laughs> they didn't take them out. After one went missing last time. <laughs> left them in a hotel. Well, I don't know if they were there or not, because I didn't look. <laughs> I, I, I assume they were. Uh, they weren't needed, thankfully. Although it was a horrid evening. Um, they wanted to do this all at night because the car hadn't been announced. And the whole black badge vibe kind of lends itself to driving around at night, sort of in secrecy. Um, so we we were taken to to this runway in uh, sort of near Northampton. I was at Silverstone actually for the Morgan drive earlier that day. So a Rolls Royce Cullinan <laughs> took me to the Silverstone Rally School, which I <laughs> thought was hilarious. Drove the Morgan, and then it took me to uh, this airfield, wherever that was. 
um, and we drove the cars up and down the runway for a bit and then we were let out onto a drive and we were told follow the route in the sat nav and uh, do keep apart don't drive in convoy we don't want to erase we don't want to um, raise any uh, you know any attention we don't want to we don't want anyone looking we don't want anyone taking photos of the car which is all a bit silly really um, and so yeah we did that it rained a lot it was a drive through oxfordshire <laughs> Uh, which wasn't all that exciting. The, the whole point of driving on the runway was to demonstrate the car, and then afterwards it was just sort of have a drive around for a bit. And then the police pulled us over. <laughs> oh, very discreet. <laughs> well, yeah, the, sort of the irony of being told, you know, don't you know, don't let anyone see you. And then the police pulled us over and said, we've seen you in like five different places. You've been driving suspiciously. What's going on? And we said, well, we're just following this route we've been given, which, yeah, meanders around, and it would be a bit of a strange way to drive around so yeah we exp- i'm taking this that. package into france <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's that muffled shouting from the boot nothing nothing i'm following this route <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know where i'm going i've just been told to go here <laughs> um no they were very understanding and uh, they were quite keen to have a look actually so we opened the doors and got them to have a look inside and they're impressed by the shooting stars and the headlining took, took a load of pictures <laughs> yeah took some selfies had a great time um you know that thing where people say you're old when the police officers are young? Well, they looked like children, so now I feel quite old. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you've First ever had that, but, oh, uh, yeah. Uh... No, I've not not had many brushes in the law touch so... <laughs> I was just saying to the guy I was driving with uh, how I'd not been pulled over in a police car, oh, sorry, in a press car, and he had once abroad, and as soon as I said it, the lights came on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Just as we set off <laughs> from uh, from explaining our, our suspicious driving, uh, Rolls-Royce called and said, uh, where are you? <laughs> You're running a bit late. I'm like, yeah, sorry. Just um, just talking to the police. <laughs> we'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> uh, no, Actually, no. I, I had a... The other day when I was driving back from Bristol, it was it was one evening, it was, it was really hammering it down with rain. Mm. And I was coming up the M11 towards Stansted. And I was in the middle lane of three, overtaking like a lorry or something. And a police motorbike, several motorbikes went past and I thought nothing of it. One come right up behind me and he had his light on. Mm. And I, you know, I was actually dawdling along at 70. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, wasn't taking the mickey because it was raining. I was thinking, what, what's going on here? Mm. And I think, you know, he was sort of right up my arse yeah. and he was sort of waving me over and I was thinking, well, there's another lane there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back across wondering what was going on. It turns out it was a motorcade. Ah, right. And I've never been involved in a motorcade, but it's quite interesting. Did you know whose motorcade? Well, I'm guessing they come off the same slip as me up towards Stansted, so I wonder if some sort of foreign president was flying out of Stansted or something. Oh, of course, but you get a lot like of private flights out there, don't you? P- police police motorbikes, and then it was all the blacked-out mm. Range Rovers. Mm. Yeah. And I was thinking, why do you need two bloody lanes? And then, yeah, then I realised <laughs> why. We saw uh, President Biden's motorcade going through here when he was in the UK. And that was that was quite intimidating. We were driving the other way, and again, the police are there on the bikes, you know, quite aggressively telling people to get out of the way and waving their arms and blowing whistles and yeah and then these american vehicles go flying past it is quite intimidating 
especially if you like in that situation where you were you're like well you're not pulling me over i've done nothing wrong <laughs> what's going on yeah it was a bit weird i was thinking well have i got like a something hanging off the back mm, of the car mm. or something like <laughs> um but yeah it was just a motorcade but you do sort of think like you know do you really need all that whoever it was do you really need all that effort it's a bit much isn't it and all that protection yeah and everyone else just gets to trundle along in the slow lane you think it draws unnecessary attention, doesn't it? It's like, look at me, I'm very important. <laughs> Behind my blacked out windows, please don't see me. But there's a dozen vehicles protecting me. Say, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know if there was any foreign presidents visiting at the time, but that's what I would have thought it was. But yeah, never seen a, a motorcade before. <laughs> no. Well, I, I sort of mentioned America very briefly then. It's just reminded me that uh, the destination for the, the Rolls-Royce drive was a big American RV parked in a National Trust car park, <laughs> which is a bit odd as a destination. And um, <laughs> we got there and <laughs> there was a Vauxhall Corsa parked up in the corner with its lights on or its interior lights on and the windows steamed up. Um, so that sort of <laughs> didn't quite fit with the Rolls-Royce uh, ambiance. <laughs> So we were, um, yeah, we were sort of um, welcomed onto this RV, given a drink and some food. Like a proper coach, like a coach-built one? Um, or like like a, one that's like a bus? Yeah, just like a big um, motorhome type thing. American. Yeah, a big American yeah. motorhome. Huge thing. I, I, I don't understand like why, for, really. for motorsport. Yeah, they just, yeah, they had that in a in a car park looking a bit suspicious um, where we were given refreshments and then introduced to our chauffeur so then we were able to experience the car from the back seats so get in there's a bottle of champagne in the fridge because of course there is and then we're driven into London um, to have dinner at a hotel so we got to experience uh, the uh, the driving and the being driven of the car is this after the police incident? It is, yeah. The police incident was just a minute away from the RV. <laughs> As we said, oh, we're just going there. We're just going. We're just going up that very dark, suspicious gravel path where there's clearly somebody dogging, dogging hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some posh doggers. You can have champagne and <laughs> and, and dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That was it. Interesting day. Nice dinner in the evening. Nice dinner. Tough day, it sounds like. Tough day. It was. It was an early start. um, And I was a bit... I was so underdressed. There was no dress code for Rolls-Royce, but I turned up quite dusty, having driven that Morgan uh, on the rally course. (laughs) So I was looking back at the professional photos I was sent at the Rolls-Royce event, and I I looked like a right scruff, um, helping myself to canapes and drinking champagne. But never mind. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And we got got to the hotel about half eleven, I think. So it was really late dinner. Then uh, yeah, night there and and a show for home in the morning. So you stayed a night in a hotel a few miles from where you live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in Soho. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in suite number one. <laughs> so. Oh, was sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was all rather unnecessary. But there you go. Well, I've hit gold status now with Hilton Honors. Ooh. For all my time. You got that in quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, thir- nearly thirty day- nights I slept mm. there. <laughs> So you end up racking up the tears. So now, having pretty much never stayed in a Hilton, I'm sure I'll really use that. But if I ever well, do, yeah, I'll be in yeah. the suite. Do you know how long it lasts, that status? About a year, I mean. Yeah. yeah, you should make the most of that. You get yourself a nice upgrade somewhere. Yeah, it does, it does say that you get room available upgrades. Mm. So yeah. I got a, 
bottle of water and a curly whirly when I last checked in. <laughs> Whoa. So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you're gold or was that? <laughs> yeah, he goes, oh, sir, you're a gold member. Would you, Welcome back. Would you like a drink and a chocolate bar? Yes. <laughs> And it was actually a bottle of water and a curly whirly. Yeah, that's imagine being like a bloody high flying businessman and you get offered a <laughs> it, bottle of water, a little, a little, like a little stumpy bottle of water and a curly whirly. It'd be all down your suit, wouldn't it? A curly whurky, a curly whirly is pretty difficult chocolate bar to, to consume in a in, in a business yeah, suit. Yeah, they're not the best, are they? No. No, they're not the best. Be all down your tie. So yeah, but that, of course that was at the Hampton by Hilton at Bristol Airport. So ah, I see, right. And they've only got one standard of route, ah. so my upgrade meant nothing there. <laughs> you should get to the Hilton at Heathrow. There's one at, is it T2 or T3 they've got one? I'm sure they'd have an upgrade for you. Not that that's helpful yeah, for well, you, because you don't it next time. live near I've got, I've got enough points to have a free stay somewhere, so... Yeah, well, that's good. Make the most of it. Something had to come for all of the travelling. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you not get mega shell points as well for the refueling? No, because I used a, was using a ah, fuel card, right. so I wasn't thinking about shell points still gold at Hilton it's decent yep there you go never stayed in one before <laughs> but who knows be see you later travel lodge yeah exactly you've gone up in the world I can't turn down £29 a room <laughs> you breakfast at the Hilton a bit never more. sleep well never sleep well <laughs> no I've never got onto the whole anyway. hotel miles ho- hotel points things rather anyway Oh, you probably should. You stay at them all the time. No, I never did. It was like with the air miles thing. I wasn't on that immediately. And then someone said to me, like, you know, you can claim those even though you didn't pay for it. And uh, and then I was on it. But no, hotels are just never really got around to. Never mind. You have to have a whole wallet full of loyalty cards. Well, yeah, because I tend to stay in quite sort of independent hotels through work. So I don't know if that'd be particularly useful. Anyway, that's that's a real first world journo problem to have. Yeah. I still remember that hotel room I checked you in at that wedding in the summer that, that travel <laughs> room was stained so with I'd, smoke. I'd started the day in a Rolls Royce. I've been to a very nice wedding and uh, ended up in a travel lodge that stunk of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, all right. It was it was fit for purpose. <laughs> um, you mentioned the new Range Rover. Is yes. there anything remarkable about it? I mean, I know you said it's like a full redesign but to me it still just yeah. looks like a Range Rover it does yeah it, it it does look very similar it's one of those where it's like when a new iPhone comes out you don't realise yours is out of date until you look at the new one and then suddenly your your year old one looks much older and it was like that with this because I was shown the new one in a design studio and you look at it and think well that just looks like every other old uh, every other Range Rover apart from the rear lights that have changed but then they parked an old one or a current one next to it and you realise actually it's totally different and now the current one suddenly looks old. Lots of small details just make it look fresher and more concept car-like. They've done a really good job with that. Um, little details like around the windows, they've just removed a lot of the the, the, sort of the plastic and the, they've minimised how much of the, se- of the, um, the rubber seals you can see. It just cleans it all up. Um, it's, it's a really good job. It looks great. Um, yeah, it's a bit bit more squinty. Interesting steering wheel. Um, yes. That, which have you seen? I, I I saw one with wood on the outside of it, which is quite odd for a new car. I think they're making quite a point of how you can trim it so that the outside of the the rim is different to the inside. So maybe that's what you've seen. I'm trying to think. It looks like something off of a classic car, but I can't think which one. There's something really dodgy. Oh, I don't know. 
You've <laughs> you've ruined it now. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm googling it now. <laughs> it's the the horizontal spokes. Yeah. And the sort of rectangle area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know exactly what you mean. Um, something like a, a mid early nineties Ford, and they're, they're like a rectangle bit for the airbag, I think. Austin Allegro. Type in Austin Allegro uh, steering wheel. <laughs> Similar to that. Yeah. Just the way it's like <laughs> perfectly horizontal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that now. Um. Thank you for bearing with us, listener. We were just Googling. Um, yeah, that does look a bit like an Austin Allegro steering wheel. <laughs> took, a, took a little bit of... I'm sure there's one that looks even more like it. I, I will find it. Well, there's, there's one I found that I Googled Austin Allegro steering wheel, and there's one that is a bit more sort of spindly, and it does look a little bit like... It's the, those horizontal spokes that are a bit like the one on the Range Rover. Well, Jerry McGovern, designer at Land Rover, will not be happy with your observation. <laughs> <laughs> Is he an avid listener? Oh, yeah, 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 all the time. <laughs> um, I think it's because it looks like a two-spoke steering wheel, doesn't it? There isn't a central spoke. Yeah. Well, there isn't one at sort of five and seven o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting it's, takeaway. It's a little, a little bit BL, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. But they are made in Solihull, so... They are, yeah. Maybe it's a little nod. You know, if you know, you know. I don't bring that up with Land Rover, but I feel I have to. <laughs> <laughs> what steering wheel does that steering wheel look like, Land Rover? Yeah. What, maybe once I've arrived at the first drive, wherever that will be, somewhere exotic, then I'll mention it. But I like it, otherwise. So who is this um, JLR protection? Oh, yes, the protection officer. Yeah, so the I saw the car. protection officer. And uh, I had to leave really quickly afterwards because I had a, a phone interview to do with uh, with another company. And I thought, I need to get back to my car so I can do the call out loud and record it. And, um, yeah, this, this protection officer comes and uh, sort of walks me out of the building. I was like, well, I know where I'm going. I, I walked in. And he's like, no, 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 I have to be with you because we're going to take you through bits that you're not allowed to see. And at this point, my phone is in a bag that obscures the cameras that they make you do before you go in. And... Um, yeah, I just said to him, what do you do? And he said, well, I protect, you know, protect the brand and protect the uh, the visuals so unannounced cars aren't revealed, um, you know, before they should be. And, um, yeah, he was saying about how the, the Defender leaked. I don't know if you remember, there was, a, there was an image of the interior of the new Defender that came out, I think maybe a couple of months before it was revealed. And uh, he said he was sort of, he was involved with that conversation, uh, basically looking at the background of the image, trying to work out where it was taken, maybe who had taken it and... You know, work out what's gone wrong. So yeah, the car manufacturers—they hire these people to to, to uh, protect protection their assets. Offices. Yeah, protection makes officer. sense, I suppose. In, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange old job, but he was there to yeah make sure I didn't go anywhere I shouldn't or take photos of anything. So yeah, did his job. He uh, safely walked me back to the car park. And you've got a Skoda Enyaq so. out there at the minute. I have, yeah. Just lastly on the Range Rover. Um, I was I was watching the the launch event the other evening. It was at the Royal Opera House, and uh, they had a presenter, um, Gabby Logan, and uh, she was interviewing various people as the event was going on. And um, one of the celebrities there was Jimmy Carr, and he was there with Rob Brydon, and uh, she was asking what he thought about it. I'll try and play this um, so that you can hear it. Leader or a henchman off to kill someone. <laughs> In every movie that's ever been made. I think we're saying, it's the 
I was watching that live and thought that's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, and he's, no, it, he's there with Land Rover branding behind him. He's talking into a Range Rover branded microphone. <laughs> again, I suppose their career doesn't rely on that Land Rover. You know, someone like yourself who's who's an automotive yeah. journalist, you kind of need to. You you can criticize, I guess, but it has to be constructive. Or yeah, of course, yeah. If you know what I mean, you can't just sort of stand there taking the mick. So for them, I guess it's not so much of a bigger deal because they just might not get invited again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't really matter at all. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> you said you got a Skoda Enyaq. Oh yes, yes, I have you, a Skoda you've Enyaq. Got nowhere to drive it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been anywhere yet. Uh, I've sat inside it briefly. That's it. I've got no plans for the weekend, so I need to go somewhere, do something with it. But yeah, you don't know what. Put on there. Put on your Enya playlist. <laughs> um, Sail away in your <laughs> Enyaq. Yep, yeah, could do. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to do with it. To be honest, it, it looks really nice. It looks like a really nice car. Um, it's meant to be a, a good one. Yeah, good range, all electric. Am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. Oh, yeah. It, it, could they have put seven seats in it, or is it not big enough? No, it doesn't seem that big. I think it's more sort of Volkswagen ID four uh, kind of size. So it's sort of VW T Rock, I think. So no, I don't think All it right. would be wouldn't be a seven seater. Um, but it's nice. It's uh, the way a lot of modern Skodas are. They've just got really nice details to them. Like they're good looking and more affordable than other badges would be. Yeah, I, it looks great. I just don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> well, maybe someone could put forward an idea. Yeah, please. I'm all ears. <laughs> I'll go somewhere. Not too far because I don't want to have to swear at a charger. But um, yeah, we're actually we're going um, somewhere. We're karting at the same kart track where you brought the electric Volvo ah, in the summer right. and couldn't yes. find a couldn't find oh, a charger. That was, that was yeah. <laughs> so that was the ionity there. charges not working. Yeah, yeah. Or the the account not working. Yeah. Right. Now, you wanted to talk about music, didn't you? You texted this to me yesterday saying music while driving the only reason this came into my head because the last time i drove back from bristol i was you know i flicked through the radio stations and Mm -hmm. i went through one and bow rap was on Mm -hmm. and i thought to myself well this is meant to be like the ultimate driving song yeah and i couldn't disagree more (laughs) yeah it's just it's just not at all is it and neither is don't stop me now which keeps getting voted as best driving song, or it did about ten years ago. I, I don't get either of them. Middle-aged Queen fans. That I think so. I think it's everyone's dad's has this opinion. Just driving around the countryside, listening to the Queen album, and going, "Yeah, yeah. this will do." Driving. Yeah, I think so. Didn't Top Gear years ago on TV do like a a vote for like best driving anthem, and Don't Stop Me Now won that? And I just I don't get it. I find it quite cringeworthy. I don't know what a better option yeah. is. But they I, did. I, yeah, there you go. When was that? About 2005? 2007. Oh, okay. When Top Gear was at its peak, arguably, but 
No, not uh, not in agreement with that vote. I don't know what else oh, was there. Actually, you got the shortlist. I'm looking at the playlist. Oh, I'm looking at the playlist now. Is it, I bet Mustang Sally's on there. So there's Bat Out of Hell. Yeah. <laughs> which apparently is nine minutes 47 long. <laughs> <laughs> you only ever get the radio edit. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Doesn't make me want to drive. No. I mean, Jessica by the Allman Brothers. Well, of course. But again, really. not really. Genesis, the Doobie Brothers. Yeah, this is driving songs advo- as voted for by... Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, they, try- they tried to bring a bit... There's Coldplay clocks. Oh, what? That's a bit relatively <laughs> depressing. <laughs> no. That's that, no, that's yeah. all terrible. <laughs> so, so basically, I think my my thoughts on it are that anyone anyone that claims a song is a good driving song is is wrong. <laughs> it's never very good for driving. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I, I can't think of anything really where I'm like, oh yeah, that's a really good driving song. Something came on from Layer Cake when I was driving a few weeks ago, and that sort of made sense. I can't remember what the song is now. That's like quite a good soundtrack anyway, and. That makes me also think that movie soundtracks are quite good for driving just because it's sort of dramatic music or atmospherical music rather than lyrical. But again, I, I don't really care. <laughs> I can remember like when I lived in London, I had an old MP3 player. I had the James Bond theme on there. And that <laughs> always made a, a ride on the tube like way more <laughs> yeah. intense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely done that before. <laughs> I think I had the Dark Knight soundtrack on my on my iPhone for a while, and that really made the tube into something quite uh, thrilling. Yeah, so you, you never know what people are listening to, do you? But apparently, in cars, most people are listening to awful, awful so-called driving songs. Dad rock. <laughs> dad rock. That is place. They should have called that dad rock. <laughs> it's uh, stonewashed jeans and leather jackets, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, you, you said about thinking about what we had or in our first cars as well. And mm. I, I didn't have a radio. Well, I had a radio. It wasn't connected. So I just had to listen to CDs. So I yep. was forever burning Yeah, same. CDs. But it was always just whatever the sort of dance songs of that era were. Anything upbeat, fast paced. Can you remember any? Because I can't <laughs> I, I was just googling uh, like in, dance infinity music 2008 guru, <laughs> infinity by guru josh project okay yeah i think i know that uh it's probably the one that probably i remember the most oh Had, sandstorm uh, by derude derude oh yeah. yeah 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 i remember that that was a bit before but yeah that was still good then still good now that one um, had the old six by nines cut into the back parcel shelf <laughs> did you <laughs> excellent yeah I mean, they weren't particularly good audio-wise, yeah. but they they looked the part. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Didn't quite get and to put the like subs a... in the boot. No, no, because it... I, I did want one. But <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think I just thought, no, nah, it's a bit too far. And then you lose all your boot space. It's not very practical, is it? I feel yeah, there was think, a bit of it's... Max Power era when I was that age. When it's... I was sort of 17, 18, I, I definitely aspired to Max Power type stuff. With my Voxel Corsa, I say mine Voxel Corsa that was borrowed from my mum. I didn't want so much like the body kit, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I did used to go to Halfords quite a bit, and that's where I remember getting the six by nines from Halfords. Yeah. 
my mate come around and cut cut two holes in the parcel shelf and <laughs> wired them wires in just me. dangling down in the boot. And they had a they had a bass boost button that when you pressed <laughs> it made absolutely no difference. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And the head units they would always like flash different colours and they'd have these nonsense uh, graphical equaliser sort of layouts on them. What was all that about? <laughs> it's like a visual representation of the music you can't mm. hear over the bass. Yeah. <laughs> and the things that would always beep at you to take the head units off when you part and you stick it in the glove box. Yeah. Stuff the kids don't deal with now. When you haven't clicked it in properly and it's not working. Yeah. yeah. You have to keep taking it off and putting the faceplate <laughs> back on. It's a bit like flicking your Bluetooth on and off today. I could believe it or not, car car stereo theft was a crime. Yeah. A prolific crime. <laughs> I hadn't really joined the dots there in my head. I was like, yeah, of course, you took the face off it to make it worthless because people stole them. Yeah. And you had those tools to get them out and a code to put in them if you changed it from one car to another. And if you couldn't yeah. remember the code, you could put it in the freezer and that would reset it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know about that trick. Any yeah, more mid-noughties trivia, I'm ready. <laughs> the, the, the maestro that I've got in the garage is from 87, and that's got a key code. Mm. It's an old Rover head unit. Oh, saying that, I just got home, and there was a really interesting-looking parcel left outside my house, which is uh, an exhaust for my dad's Rover 600. <laughs> right. So it's, it's having Does its it look like an exhaust, of... just wrapped in paper? No, it looks like a weird like guitar or something. <laughs> okay, yep. Because it's obviously got the, the box at the bottom yeah. and then the pipe coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're doing our first bit of Rover tinkering. You're right, good. Because the... I'm no expert on what it is, but basically it turns out that all they did was stuff like a wig into the, into the exhaust, <laughs> which I guess is like the sound deadening. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, but, the, the like packing, I suppose. I can't think, there's a word for it, isn't there? I can't think what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a wig. And then it, basically <laughs> what started to happen is it's all started to come out the back. <laughs> so it's, it's so got, got know, a furball. Like, yeah, it's got like, you know, like a dodgy, like German ponytail. That, like, just, <laughs> yep. just, it, it just hangs out the back like a little, a little rat tail. <laughs> And you, you keep pulling it out and there's more and more and more. And you pull it all out, cut, trim the end, and then when you drive somewhere, there's more. <laughs> I never knew that was a thing. So we've decided to change that exhaust. Because <laughs> it looks a bit silly. So I wonder, I mean, all we've got to do is take off two bolts and unhook three rubber mounts. Yeah. And I imagine the rubber mounts are going to be perished and the bolts yep. are going to be stuck fast. But we'll yep. find out shortly. You haven't gone for a fruity stainless steel number just to piss your dad off, have you? No, literally the cheapest one. Yeah, the, the cheapest one I could find on eBay. Someone, someone's had this Rover exhaust probably for years, and that. no one will ever buy that, Jeffrey. And he's like, just you wait. <laughs> it's a man who's been slowly breaking a car in the garage for the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and now his exhaust has got a new home. <laughs> The excitement so he must got... get from an eBay notification on his phone. It's like, yes, I've sold something. <laughs> I've and sold all his screen wiper. He, he messaged me, even though all the details are on the listing, he even messaged mm. me to say, are you sure it's a Rover 618i you're putting this on? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. There are none <laughs> left. <laughs> are you sure you've got one? And you want to put a new exhaust on it? Maybe he wants to buy it off you. Yeah, the car's probably worth... Well, the exhaust was 80 quid and the car was 300. <laughs> <laughs> There's almost, a, you know, over a quarter of the value of the car. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Good. My dad's well, I'm, still I'm very, glad. very, very proud of it. Is he? Good. Yeah, driving it everywhere. Does he like the car or does he just like that it was cheap? He likes that it was cheap, but I think yeah. he's starting to like the car. Mm. <laughs> mm. But like, we went, uh, he took me, we, we, we went to watch the football the other day and he drove yeah. me back from the station quite late and I wanted to take away a drive through. <laughs> and the young lad in the drive through, he like leant out and he was like, what car's that? <laughs> he does this he goes oh that looks like really old and like posh <laughs> but, but what was funny was old money the, 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 yeah the driver's window doesn't come down so we had to do the whole drive through with the door open <laughs> and yet the kid at the window was still impressed yeah he was like what car is that nice. oh, it looks, looks, looks well nice <laughs> <laughs> This screams like old head teacher. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, the head teacher so, from Sex Education, did he not have one? He's got the 800. Ah. Yeah, he's balling. That's proper, the exec. <laughs> There's another series of that out. Yeah, there is. I've seen discussed. one episode and I haven't got around to seeing any more yet. It's not quite I'd, so I'd say much. say that before you spoil it. <laughs> There's not quite so much emphasis on the cars this time. I felt like before That's they really made... Because from something called sex education, I expect... <laughs> I expect car. <laughs> They've actually got more sex in this series. Oh, right. It's, okay. It's slightly less Well, car. the first episode is, is, is all in, so to speak. Um, they really... I mean, yeah. It's sex to Yeah. Those actors, I take me out of to them. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> I was re-watching the second series and I forgot quite how explicit it is but a good one, it, it drags you in I think we're just about old enough to get away with watching it without appearing without it weird. Being weird yeah, I think so I know someone whose dad expressed an interest in watching it and, and she's decided she can't be in the same room if that were to ever happen which I think is fair yeah yeah. So I think we've we've maybe got another series in this, and then we probably need to call that a day. <laughs> You'll feel too old. Move move back on to finishing off the crown. <laughs> that that's it. That's you can watch Sex Education, and then you're too old for it, and you have to go to the crown. There's nothing in between. Yeah, at least that's you know you can see Princess Anne, <laughs> who famously drove in Reliant Simmer. <laughs> um, did you see something I tweeted to you yesterday? No, God, I don't use Twitter. Oh, do you have a ready access? Are you, does it, is it readily available? Yeah, yeah, I've still, I've still got the app, kind of. Right, I just put sort of paging GT and retweeted something. Speaking of executive rovers and whatnot, and the hierarchy of uh, oh, staff so cars. Oh, this, this is that TV show we need to sit and watch together. <laughs> exactly, but it's not only that, it's the book that accompanies it. Wow. <laughs> And the caption of the guy looking at his maestro. Obviously, my wife knew that I was getting a new company car. When I told her it was a maestro diesel clubman, we both literally sat down and cried. We physically <laughs> cried. <laughs> Going from the Vauxhall Cavalier down to this, I wondered what I'd done to deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that clip. And there's just this dowdy man with his large he's, glasses. He's... And his pager. He's got a pager on his belt and he's looking at this maestro and he's so He's from the West Midlands as well, isn't he? I don't know. She was like, obviously, my wife and I, we just sat down and cried. I'm sure he had a, like a brummy accent. Like a... 
his, his marital problems were summed up in this miserable maestro diesel clubman. Oh, look at the awful hubcap covers. Yep. That's horrific, isn't it? The next page, the chap in front of the little chef putting his jacket on, having got out of his executive repmobile. Says something about if it didn't have a jacket hook, then uh, a rep wouldn't look at it. So, yeah, I believe during advice. the documentary, they were. You even had to have like a designer coat hanger on the coat hook. <laughs> so you would get a. You know, whatever brand you wanted, the, you know, the better brand you had on your coat hook, the, the, the more executive yeah, you yeah, were. Yeah, it was all. Yeah. There was all a lot going on, a lot of a lot of motorway politics between the between the reps. Is now this... they're all stuck on Zoom. <laughs> um, this is just one program, I think, isn't it? I found it. It's forty-seven minutes on YouTube. That feels good. something we have to do. Yeah, I, I th- we could. Ease- <laughs> I watched like the first ten minutes, and it was so good. <laughs> but but it was something I wanted to save. Yep. Yeah, we, we could watch right. it and do a commentary and it'd be hilarious. <laughs> we are gathering with some friends in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Some of them We've would like it. Watch it. Some of them wouldn't understand. Ben, I'm thinking of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, anyway, that's quite inside baseball, so we should probably leave that there for now. Yeah, well, we, we wrap up. We've been waffling on for nearly an hour now. We have, we have. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's another podcast. I say thanks at the end and tell you to do things, but yeah everyone knows that by now don't they so click like and subscribe so. although that's yeah, youtube isn't thanks. it like and subscribe what's the other one stars and ratings and write a review please and click subscribe thank you <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of weeks cheers everyone <laughs>